Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Glad to have you with me this morning once again here at the Digital Cathedral, the house that inclusion is building. We include everybody at the Digital Cathedral. Everybody's welcome to come in. I don't care where you're at in life, what you believe. Everybody's welcome to come in. We include everybody. We're very inclusive ministry. All right, this morning we're going to get right into the teaching, and I think we're going to be hitting some things that are going to enlarge you and i hope each week as we're into this phase of teaching right now in our sonship development i hope that we're bringing able to bring this into um, a sharper picture a crystallization of exactly what i am is all about we have been tracking now for about three or four years on a definite path and course and we're continuing to build on that so this morning here's what i want to talk about if i were to put a title on the teaching this morning it would be this I am empowers life. Your I amness is a is a power source for the life that you can create yourself to live. I want to begin with a verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 says this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Have you have you heard that before? He's not given us a spirit of fear. So anything that is uh, fear-oriented in our life, we need to say, I am not that. I am not fearful. But he has given us a mind of power and of love and of soundness. So I can say, I can say, I am a possessor of power. I am a possessor of love. I am a possessor of a sound mind. That's what's going to empower my life. Fear is not, not going to empower me anymore. I have, I have confessed, probably you have too at times, I am fearful. And that fear has created then in my life what I don't want. What I attach to the I am is going to create. And we're going we're gonna to see that this morning. It's a creative force. I am. When I am that I am says to you, you are, then you am. So I am that I am this morning is saying to you, I've not given you a spirit of fear. Anything that comes to you that is fearful or generates fear or causes fear, I don't care what the pastor says. I don't care what the prophet says. I don't care what the book you're reading says. If it's creating fear, then you can just mark it down and take it to the bank that it's not from the Father. If it generates uh, love, if it generates power and sound mindness, then that's what the Father has given to us. So anytime that the Father's, the, the I am that I am, which is what he called himself when he sent Moses. Anytime that he says, I am that I am to you, then he's, he's really telling you what you am, what you am. So when God told Moses to go tell Pharaoh that I am that I am has sent me, what he was really saying to Pharaoh, when Moses went to Pharaoh, what he was really saying is that the one who can become whatever is necessary whatever is necessary to get these children of Israel out of Egypt. I am that I am. That's the one that has sent me. So I'm standing before you as a representative, as a sent one from I am that I am, which means I am here to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. And Moses said that with conviction. He was saying, whatever I determine I am, I will be because I am that I am has sent me. So whatever it takes to get the job done, Mr. Pharaoh, I want you to know that I am able to do it because Mr. I am that I am has sent me. 
But God reflected that I amness, and we traced that a couple of weeks ago. We traced that through uh, God's journey with the children of Israel through the desert all the way into the promised land over a period of generations, actually, a couple of generations. Every time the children of Israel needed something, then God demonstrated himself as Jehovah. Actually, the definition of Jehovah, I was surprised at this. I didn't know it till I Googled it. The definition of Jehovah is I am. So anytime the children of Israel needed something, Jehovah presented himself as Jehovah Jireh, provider, Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rohi. And we went through all those. I'm not gonna go through them this morning, but the point is this. Whatever the children of Israel needed, whether it was provision, healing, a banner over them that was victory, a shepherd, Jehovah presented himself as I am that. I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the healer. I am the provider. Then when Jesus came, then when Jesus came, he said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the door. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. He became to us, he became to us everything we needed in his declaration of I am. He gave he gave us a, a full representation of I am that I am in the flesh. And as the man Jesus, he said, I am because I am that I am had sent him and had empowered him to create exactly what he needed to create. He needed to create five out of five loaves and two fishes, food for, for 20,000 people. He could say, I am able to do that because I am that I am is my Jehovah, is my Jehovah Jireh, he's my provider. And because he has empowered me to do that, I can speak with boldness that I am that I am. All right, now here's where I wanna shift. Let me just shift a little bit. The I am that the Father proclaimed and the I am that Jesus proclaimed has now come to you and has come to me in our sonship development. As we're living this life out, as Jesus is in his present world, the I am has now come to us. And whatever you affix to your I am, I am blank, whatever you put in that blank with vision, get this down because we're going to take a long time on this over the weeks. Whatever you attach to the I am, and, you, and it comes out of the vision that you have, the imagination that you have created in your mind and what you speak with a focused attention and with emotion, you will become, you will create it. Now, I'm not going to tell you how it's going to manifest or when it's going to manifest. That's not my job. But I will tell you this, what you declare yourself to be, the I amness you will become. You can speak to the Pharaoh in your life. And you can say, I am that I am has sent me. Therefore, whatever it takes to meet this situation, I am able. You can look to the mountain and say, I am able to speak to that mountain. And the mountain has to, has to give. The I am that you declare has the power to empower your life. Your I am is either going to give life or death to whatever you affirm I am. I want you to stay with me, and, and, and I want to say something right here. Don't get frustrated about this. This is not a work. I'm not giving you a work to do. 
I'm telling you about a natural progression of growth that we have come to the point of in our development that we're going to begin to, to understand and begin to manifest. Jesus was called the Christ. <clears throat> the Christ means simply an anointed one, an awakened one, an illuminated one. That's what Jesus Christ was. He was the awakened one. He came as the representative of the illuminated one, of the one that was anointed. So there's nothing, there's nothing uh, um, sacrilegious, there's nothing blasphemous for you to live and walk in the mindset Again, when this gets entrenched, when it takes root, it's not just because you're gonna blab it, but when it comes entrenched and rooted in your life, there's nothing sacrilegious or blasphemous about you saying, I am anointed, I am awakened, I am illuminated, and it's out of that I am-ness that your life is going to begin to evolve. When you say I am, and you affix to that I am, a trait of Christ, of Jesus the Christ. What you're really doing is affirming the authentic identity that you have as a partaker of the divine nature. You'll never be a partaker of the divine nature until you know I am. Just, just reading it, just mouthing it, is not going to make it reality for you. You can, it's true, it is absolutely subjectively true, but it doesn't become subjectively operational in your life, in your life, <clears throat> until it becomes a strong conviction, until it becomes a knowing that I know that I know what I am. So when you say I am anointed, when you say I am awakened, when you say I am illuminated, or you say I am the Christ, now listen, don't get, don't get upset with me. When you say, I am the Christ, you're creating as a creator the world that you're going to live in. It's out of your I am illuminated that you're going to begin to see. You're going to begin to generate thoughts which create imaginations. And out of those imaginations are going to come seeds that drop into your spirit or into your uh, from your consciousness to your subconsciousness. And those things are going to begin to produce after their kind. So what, what, what are you saying I am? What is, what is the affirmation you're putting on I am? Are you saying I am more than a conqueror? Or is it still fixed in your mind, still deeply entrenched that I am just an old sinner saved by grace? Are you, are you saying I am worthy? Or is it still so ingrained in you that there are thoughts of unworthiness that play in your mind and those movies generate imaginations of people treating you in an unworthy fashion? You've just created your life. I, I, are you saying I am righteous? I am holy? I am without blame? Or are you saying I'm full of sin? I am a mess. I am still, I am still ignorant. I'm still just this worm in the dust that doesn't deserve to be any better than what I am. You can transform your world. Look me right in the eye this morning. I'm gonna tell you a truth. This is what grace has taken us to. This is all about finished work of the cross. This is all about being Christocentric. You can transform your world as you speak out of conviction. Right? out of settledness, out of knowing that you know, you can transform your world as you speak in agreement with and according to the pattern 
of what the Father declared I am and what Jesus declared I am. That's why the writer said, let the poor say I am rich. Now, just saying that is not going to create anything. Just confessing it, making it a positive confession. And I've, I've messaged with some of you that are, are, are a little frustrated because what you're hearing in this is the old word of faith. This is not word of faith. And every week I'll probably draw some lines of delineation. Matter of fact, I may do a whole teaching on the difference between I amness and word of faith. Because with your word of faith background, what you're doing is you're hearing through a filter some things that I'm not saying. This is much stronger than word of faith. He said, let the weak say I am strong. It's just not in that confession that the weak become strong. It's when you have the sense of I amness about this, when you, when you have meditated about it, when you have developed that picture of strength in your imagination, that those seeds begin to drop and manifestation begins to take place. And again, this is not word of faith. This is not positive confession. This is not trying to speak by faith a desired result into being. That's what word of faith was. We would speak something that we desired, and we thought by our speaking and by our faith, we could, we could will it into being. That's not what I amness is. I amness is talking about speaking about who we be, not who we're trying to become. It was aptly said that uh, word of faith was fake it till you make it. You know, you acted like you had it when you didn't have it. I am is not talking about that. I am is talking about awakening to who you actually are, who you, who you have become because of the Christness that you are. It's not trying to become anything. You're not trying to become anything. You're speaking out of what you already are. You're not trying to get to a place of victory, which is what Word of Faith was always, always about, trying to get to that victorious life. I amness is coming from a position of already being victorious because Jesus said it's finished. We're not trying to become anything. We're coming out of what we already are. Are, are you understanding me? See, neither the Father, I, I said when you have to speak like the Father spoke out of his I am that I am, and Jesus said I am, you have to speak out of your I am, and neither the Father nor the Son spoke out of what they wished to become. The Father nor the Son were trying to become anything. They spoke out of the reality of who they actually were. I want you to get that. Both the Father and the Son spoke out of the reality of what they actually were. So we're at a place in our sonship development right now because of everything I've taught, everything I've brought you through. We're on a, we're on a trail, <clears throat> we have a target, we're moving toward it, and we're right on time, we're right on time. We're at a place in sonship to speak the reality of who I am, not what I'm trying to become. It's not a psych job, again, it's not a psych job. I'm not trying to, we're not trying to talk ourselves into something. It's an unveiling of who we've always been. I, I taught for, gosh, I don't know how many weeks about the Christ is us life, 35 weeks. I taught for a whole lot of weeks on identity as divinity. I spent 16 weeks on unlimited. We've learned, we're learning about who we've always been and it's now being progressively revealed to us. The more, the more crystallized picture we get of Jesus, listen, 
The more crystallized picture we get of Jesus, the more crystallized picture we get of who we are. When you've seen him, you've seen who you are. So the sharper image, the sharper picture you get of him is going to be the more focused picture you get of yourself. Paul said it like this. What is it? Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18. We all with an unveiled face. That's all the blinders are off. All the religion is off our view. We all with an unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, the image of the Lord. We're being transformed into that same image from glory to glory. So it's a progressive as, as the view comes in sharper of what Jesus, when Jesus said, I am, I am the bread of life. I, I can confess I am one who has every need met because he is the bread of life. I can confess I, I am one that possesses abundance and prosperity because my father said, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the one that will meet your needs. So I can, every I am that I speak, catch this, catch this, think about this. Every I am that I speak is a flow out of what I am that I am has already declared. That's why this is not metaphysics. Uh, this is not new age. I'm not trying to make you the source. We always remain connected to I am that I am to get our I am. It's a, it's a flow. It is, a, is an inheritance. It's an impartation. This is who we are. So the sharper image we get of the Christ that is in us as it becomes more clear to us. John, John in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3 says, Beloved, now are you the sons of God. <clears throat> so I can say I am a son. I'm not trying to become a son. I'm not working towards sonship. I am a son. I'm convinced of that. There's no way you're going to talk, ever talk me out of that. That thing is seeded in me deeply, and that's why it's manifesting, because it's seeded and it's growing. He said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. He says it hasn't yet appeared what we shall be. It's getting sharper. But we, he said, but we know this that when Christ appears, when Jesus appears, we will know him because we will be just like him. That's not talking about a second coming. That's talking about the revelation that we have of Jesus. And as our imaginations, as the mind of Christ brings who he is into a sharper, clearer picture, I'm gonna see me more, more clearly. I'm gonna know who I am much, much better as I see who he is. His I amness is an impartation to me of what I am. So your I amness, your identity, is the way that you change your world. That's the way you change your world, by your proclamation of I am. When Jesus pro proclaimed I am, his I amness eventually took him to the cross, but that, that I am changed humanity forever. You see, there's a lot that the Father has imputed to us, direct deposited into our DNA that will change our world. There's a lot that he has given us that is imputed to us as divine qualities and abilities that are unique to us that we haven't discovered yet. We haven't, we haven't uncovered them yet. But our I amness, which is the empowerment of life, is beginning to change us. So as you, as you affirm, I am illuminated, I am awakened, I am uh, harmonious with the Father, I am peaceful, I am happy, I am strong. 
you breathe life into those things. And as you breathe life into those things, they resurrect where they had not been manifest in your life before. You, 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 they've been covered over. Everything that the Father has done has already been deposited in you, but it's been covered over by religious lies, by what family and, and culture, by what teachers and friends have told us. But as you begin to awaken to your I amness, the power to live, the power to create, the power to change. As you awaken to that, I'm telling you something, your world is going to change. I don't care. I don't care if you're 30 years old, 60 years old, or 80 years old. As long as you're breathing, a revelation of I amness is going to change you. People and circumstances that are designed to play a role in your life, they are awaiting your I am. Your I am will create the world in which those circumstances will start to evolve. This morning, you may be watching me and you may be short of money. I'm telling you, you, you need not be short of money. You need not be short of health. But just saying I'm healthy, just saying I'm wealthy is not going to cut it. It's the I amness. Your I amness is going to create. And if you stay with me over the weeks, we're going to walk through this. And I hope by the end of the year, that you're actually seeing and recognizing, recognizing the things that you've created. You've created a lot of things already. You're not, you may not be aware of it, but at the Digital Cathedral, I'm gonna, I'm going to, first of all, start to make you aware of what you've already created. See, when you when you write a grocery list out to go to the grocery store, you just created something that wasn't there before. You created it. And what create what was the inspiration to create it was the imagination you had in your mind of what you need, what you must have. So you made the list and then out of that you acted and out of that action and the speaking, I'm going to the grocery store, you created something. Now that's very simplistic and you might say, well, it's no big deal. We start, never despise the small beginning. I want you just to begin to see some of the things looking around in your life that you've created, all right? You're gonna, you're gonna live a life that you have created. The door of unlimited, the door of unlimited, the life of all things possible are waiting for the sons to say, I am able to do all things through the Christ who strengthens me. Now it's the strengthening of the Christ who said, I am. That's what fuels us. That's what ignites us. That's what empowers our life. And I'm going to show you something here. This is, this is going to blow you away. This is going to blow you away. I want, to sh I, want to, I want to say something to you. Everything that, has ever, that will ever need to be created has already been created. Creation is finished. Creation is finished. Everything that you will ever need in the natural is already existing in the unseen. Everything that you're going to need in the seen is in the unseen. Everything you're going to need in the natural is already in the supernatural. Everything that you're going to need to manifest has already been totally fulfilled. Now, I want, I want to show you here. Creation is finished. And let me, just, let me just hit a verse here, and then we're going to go to Genesis 1. But let me read a verse to you from Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. Now watch. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are being clearly seen. 
How's that? They're being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. We can look around us today. Everything that you see with your natural eye came from a realm of invisibility. Everything that you see was created, first in the unseen and somebody brought it into the scene. House I live in, somebody created it. A, a, an architect drew it out, put the seed into the mind of the builder. His imagination began to work. He began to see the supplies that were needed. He brought the supplies and built the house. He created something that wasn't there before. Well, I'll tell you something. This house that I live in, the house you live in, was already created before it ever manifested in this visible realm. See, man has a unique quality. He can create. You'll never find your dog Fido going out in the backyard with a bunch of two by fours laying out there and he will not build himself a dog house. You know why? He can't do it. There's no other creature on earth that can create. They move by instinct. A bird will build a nest by instinct. But you don't find, you don't find uh, uh, birds building different kinds of birdhouses within that species. They all build basically the same thing. It's because, you know, a fox knows how to dig a hole. It's an instinct that they have. But you and I, we're not subject to that. And everything that you see, and in, 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 he's saying in Romans chapter 1 and 20, for the creation of the world, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are being clearly seen. So, Creation is finished. Everything that will ever be created has already been created. The Father is at rest. The I am that I am that has created everything is at rest. You, you were created. Now, now this is going to, I want you to hold with me here. You were created out of the rest of God. Now, let me show you something you've never seen. Because here's how the Father creates, and I want you to see the pattern here, because this is how you create. The Father created out of rest, and he created out of finished. Are you with me? He created out of rest and out of finished. He didn't create anything till he rested. And I'm going to show you that from Scripture. Genesis chapter 1. Let's look at this really carefully today, because this is a pattern for you you and for me. And this is going to help you to not get all bent out of shape and try to try to run out and do something under your own strength. Uh, this creation is not where you have to get all, all lathered up and, and try to do something and make your flesh work. That was word of faith. Word of faith confess something and then by the flesh you try to make it happen. Try to bring it into existence. It's not the way the, that's not the way the Father works it. Now, Genesis chapter 1, verses 3 to 25 is the story of creation. Everything that God created except man. We pick up man in verse 26. So I'm going to read Genesis chapter 1, verses 26, verse 27, and verse 28. And then we're going we're gonna to blow our minds on something. Watch this. Verse 26. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, let them, this is plural, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. Verse 28 says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. All right? Have you got that? All right. So now in verse 31, after he's done all this, then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So God created for six days. Verse 1 of chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Got it? Now look at verse 5. Before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to till the ground. What? There was no man to till the ground. Now we're into the seventh day. Now wait a minute. I thought back in Genesis chapter 1, Verse 26, 7, and 8, it says, let us make man in our image. And God created man in his own image. In chapter 1, verse 26, 7, and 8, then we get down to chapter 2 and verse 5, there was no man to till the ground. Hold the phone. That seems to be in total conflict. Let me go back and read 27. So God created man in his image, and after the image of God, he created him male and female. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. But in 2.5, no man to till the ground. Now here's what I want to submit to you. This is the pattern of God. This was, the, and chapter 2 is the seventh day. Seventh day, chapter 1, verse 31, six days were done. Verse, chap, verse, verse 1, chapter 2. Everything was finished. I want to submit to you that Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 7, and 8, God created everything first in his mind. It was a thought. Then it became an imagination. It began to develop. And it developed so much. And listen, this is a pattern of how we create. It, in his imagination, it developed so much that it, he, be, he saw it as absolutely being so. He saw it being so, but it wasn't until chapter 2, verse 7, and it says this, And God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So it wasn't until 2, 5 that he says, I, I need a man. Where's the man? And the man manifested in chapter 2, verse 7, and God breathed into man divinity. He breathed into him everything that he was. All his I am that I am, he breathed into man. And man became a living being. But the, what I want you to see is, first of all, Genesis chapter 1, 26, 7, and 8. I'm submitting. I'm not telling you so. You, you, you believe it or not believe it. It's up to you. But what I see is God created all of this in his mind, all of it in his thinking, all of it is an imagination. Then after he entered rest, it manifested. All right? So the work that we do is not toil. It's not, it's not going out, getting into tizzy, trying to you know, confess and build faith and do all that kind of stuff. 
we first create it with a thought, the desires of our heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. He gives you the desires of his heart. Last week I taught you there's only one desire. His desire, he places that desire in you, becomes your desire. That comes as a thought. This is what I would desire. Then we need to cultivate that desire into an imagination. We need to build everything we can around it. How will I feel when that thing manifests? What will it look like? How will I react toward it? How can I utilize it? You need to develop it all that you can in your imagination. And then out of the abundance of your heart, as this moves into your heart, and you grab it. It's so, it's true, I got it. Your mouth will speak out of the abundance of the heart and the words that you speak will speak life as it did in Genesis 2-7 when God breathed into man the breath of life. You will breathe the breath of life into that which you create and it will manifest. That's going to take us a few months to let this sink in. I understand that. But I'm telling you, that's the direction we're moving. You are in his image and likeness and you create in your mind of I am and like the father you speak out of that i am then the formation you speak by i am takes form and it manifests i am speaks out of i know who i be and i am cannot talk until it knows who it is and that's where word of faith was weak it got us talking before we actually had it before we envisioned it before we knew that it was really us See, faith is a substance, what you're hoping for. That's not what I am is. I am gives life to the dead. I am calls things that be not as though they were. That's not faith. I don't have time to really get into it, but in Genesis chapter, I, I better read it. In John chapter 11, John chapter 11, I want you to see how Jesus operated in this. John chapter 11, and just let me read real quick. It's the story of Lazarus and raising Lazarus from the dead. And I just want you to pick up one point out of this. Let me pick it up in verse 21. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. You know the story. I don't have to give you the background. Verse 22. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. See, when you walk in I amness, people recognize there's something about you and they will ask you. See, we've prayed for people, but it hasn't been from out of the power of knowing I am. I am a healer. We've, we've hoped, we've prayed, we said, God, if it's your will, come do this. God, I really, really wished you would do it. Jesus, didn't, Jesus never acted that way. Verse 23, Jesus said to you, your brother's going to rise again. How could he say that? Because he knew I am what I am. So he goes on. Martha said to him in verse 24, I know that he will rise up again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said, no way, no way, forget that. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whosoever lives and believes in me will never die. He said, do you believe this? Notice what Jesus said. He didn't say, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray the prayer of faith over Lazarus. And I, I'm going to ask God to come do something mighty in Lazarus. And if we just get around here and hold hands and pray in a circle and get our faith up there and pray in the spirit and rev up, maybe, maybe who knows, maybe God might do something. No, he didn't say that. He said, I am. I am the resurrection and the life. See, we, we've not been taught the creative power of I am. Now, metaphysics and new age have got, have got a part of it. They've got some good slants. 
But where we're, we're differentiating is we're coming from a Christocentric standpoint. Look, everything I have comes out of him. I'm not trying to make myself source. I'm not making myself capital G-O-D. I'm not making myself the whole ocean. Everything that I am comes out of I am that I am. So the best we could ever do was to hope and pray and try to get it by faith. But I'll tell you this, neither the Father nor the Son spoke out of faith. They spoke out of their I am. And their feelings and their moods did not change who they were. See, a mood attracts. When you get in a mood of depression, when you get in a mood that you're all bent out of shape or you're feeling lonely, that you, you, you're creating big time. People, people can't come out of depression because they've created such a, a life of depression that that's their go-to place. There are some people that's their comfort. Immediately they're depressed and people come pat them on the head, hug them because they're lonely, feeling depressed. That's something that you, you created. Moods, listen, moods externalize themselves. They create. You can look at your moods and you can prophesy what your future is going to be. You are the creator of your moods. Your moods draw to themselves. Now, I'm not, I understand about chemical imbalances in bodies and I understand about deficiencies. I'm not talking about that. I can choose to either accept or reject my moods. And based on my rejection or my acceptance, I'm going to create my life. I'm either going to create a life where I hide back in, in a room someplace away from people, or I'm, I, I'm going to reject that and I'm going to be the person that God created me to be. Moods fuel I amness. What you believe about your I am creates your world. So you were created so that the Father's I am becomes your I am. I've said that three, four times, and let me, let me illustrate it for you. The Father's I am that I am becomes your I am. So what if the Father says, I am that I am? We can say I am as a direct result of I am that I am. Hope I haven't lost you. For example, he is Jehovah Jireh. I am, he said, your provider. I am that I am your provider. Therefore, I can say I am living with all of my needs met. I can, I can imagine that. I can imagine my checkbook in zero. I can imagine that I have more than one stream of income. I can, I can imagine, I can build, and I can say, how will I feel? What would that look like? I, I can begin to create that, and as it, as, it, as it creates out of my consciousness into my subconsciousness, my subconsciousness or the spirit, my spirit man, my inner man, my heart will either produce it will either take me to it or bring it to me. It will manifest. He said, I am, Je I am Jehovah Rapha. I am your healer. I am that I am your healer. I can therefore say, I am healed. I am whole. I am health. Let me say it like this. It's not good English, but you'll get it. He is, therefore, we are. Whatever he is, we are. This, this keeps us Christocentric. This keeps us Father-focused. This keeps us walking on the right path. You see, you can create or you can destroy by what we attach to our I am. And even the destruction is a creation. You've created the destruction. We've brought havoc into our life. Paul tried to tell us the wages of sin is death. You've created the death by the, by the action by the thought, the imagination, and by what you grew out of your heart in abundance. 
You can create a destiny by what you attach to your I am. Now, stay with me over the weeks and the months because we're into something right now that I believe is going to change the world. You're not hearing this everywhere. You're not hearing it probably anywhere except if you picked up a metaphysical book or a New Age book. And they, they will lead you away from Christocentric living. Everything that the Father's I am that I am entitles me to an I am. I am not I am that I am. I am. <laughs> I hope you see that. See, your I am is a searchlight that knows who you are now. And when that I am searchlight turns on, it, it helps us and it helps to persuade us who we really are. I, 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 I am. I am. I am has no past. I am has no future. I am is always right now. I am right now. This is what I am. I, I, I can't live in the past. What's gone is gone. What's, what happened at the start of the teaching this morning, I can never bring back. It's gone. But what's going to be tonight, I can't bring forward. I can only be I am now. So your, your I am is looking. Every time you say, I am one with the Father, every time you say, I am not separated from him, you know what? You improve your life. Every time you say, uh, uh, I'm not bullied, every time you say, I am not filled with fear, I am not filled with anxiety, you know what you're doing? You're creating longevity in your life. People die early from anxiety. People die early because they're fearful. But you can create a longer life with your I amness. When you follow the highest you know, which is this, I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. Every time you, you say that, I am possessed with the mind of Christ, you're improving your life. You're creating a better life. You're making a you're making it dif you're making it difficult for disease and negative circumstances to attack you. When you make that kind of confession, you're making it almost impossible for disease and bad circumstances to come to you because you're not creating that. Every time you every time you say, "I am the Christ," you're improving your life. You're saying, "I am. I am the anointed. I am illumined. I am awakened." I am able to see. He's coming into a sharper focus. And what, I, what I'm seeing, I am becoming. That's the whole thing here. That's, as sons, this is how we walk as he walked in this present world. The law that can be the greatest discovery that you'll make. And he, I, if you get nothing else out of the teaching this morning, and I hope you've gotten a whole bunch. I have dropped so much on you this morning that if you only listen to this once, you're going to miss 75% of it. I'm telling you what's generating in my life. I'm telling you what I spend hours and hours thinking about, meditating, exercising, practicing. If you get nothing else out of the, the teaching this morning, I want you to get this. I am that which I think I am. If you want something to meditate this week, meditate on that. I am that which I think I am. I am. That's what renewing your mind's all about. Renewing your mind, renewing the spirit of your mind, is all about aligning your consciousness with the consciousness of the Father. Bringing your I am into an alignment with I am that I am. And seeing, as your mind is renewed, that what I am that I am is, that's what we are. Right? As he is, so are we in this present world. Jesus came 
in flesh form called the Christ to show us the seven I am's of the Father. I am Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sidkenu, the Hall Seven, by saying I'm the bread of life, I'm the resurrection in life, I am the door. He's saying to us in flesh language the same thing the Father said. And what they have said now is, in that day you'll know that I'm in the Father and you're in me and I'm in you, that whatever we are, you are. We have, we have generously shared it with you. The Father comes to you and says, all that I am, I give to you. That's what he said to Jesus. If he said it to Jesus, he's saying it to you. Jesus said, the Father's put everything into my possession. So we don't, we, we don't say, we, we, we wouldn't dare say, I am a possessor of all things. I am able to decide what my income will be. See, you create that with the thought, with the thought that maybe I am. And then your imagination begins to formulate it, begins to, to, to see all the component parts. And this is, this is where the work is, but it's, it's not a work with your hands. God created out of rest. Have you seen that this morning? God didn't create anything actually till the seventh day. He had the rest of it already figured out in his mind and his imagination. I, I'll tell you, when I saw that, the lights came on for me as to how I am to live, how I am to create how I am to be as he is. It's not through my effort. It's not through my discipline. It's not through my hoop jumping. It's not through my religious training. It's by seeing what the pattern is. He, he said he's made us in his image and his likeness. That means he took a stamp and stamped with us. And then he reiterated it when he blew the breath of divine life into it. He blew his, the breath of his life in to us. And that's never been rescinded. I know what you learned at church that when Adam sinned, all of that went out the window. You, don't, you will not find one verse in here that ever says that the breath that God blew into man, he ever took away. And the devil now has blown the breath of life into man. The devil has no life to give to anybody. You don't live by the life of the devil. You live by what God has has breathed into you. It's covered over. We haven't discovered it. We haven't learned it. But the pattern is set before us, and we're grabbing the pattern, brother, and we're adapting ourselves to the pattern. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Hadn't yet appeared what we shall be, but we know this, that as he crystallizes, as we see him more accurately, we will become like him. So when you say I'm poor, when you say I'm weak, then your I am is not acting in oneness with the Creator. You are acting contrary to who you are. Will it create? Absolutely. I, I, I've, got, I've got friends that are my age, man, walking around with a cane, hardly able to do anything. And you say, I talk to them and you know what they say? Well, I, I, am, I'm, I am old, I am decrepit, I am, I am not gonna be here much longer. They're just creating the world that they live in. You're using your creative power to keep you away from the unlimited. You're using your creative power to keep you away from God's best. As long as I am, says I'm, I am in the pig pen, then you're gonna be in the pig pen. But when your I am says, I'm returning to the Father, you know what the Father says? That's what I've been looking for. I've been waiting for him to adapt his I am, his consciousness to my consciousness. I'm gonna run out and meet that I am. And I'm gonna bring I am that I am. And I'm gonna put a ring on his finger. I'm gonna put shoes on his feet, a robe on his back. We're gonna kill the calf. We're gonna have a party because I am has finally discovered 
that I am is the same as I am that I am, and all that I am that I am has, has been given to your I am. I hope that makes sense. I am has put you in a pig pen or I am put you into Father's house. What, what do you want to create? What do you want to create? You have the power to create. I am empowers life. When we awaken to the oneness that we have with the Father, and that's why I've spent so much time talking about that. When we awaken to our, our oneness with the Father and our I am comes into a perfect alignment and emerging with his I am that I am, the world around you will begin to change. I absolutely guarantee it, and I'm living proof of it. All right, I think that's a good place to stop. Man, we've talked about a lot this morning. This is rich, this is good, this is deep, this is powerful, this is life-changing. This is something you need to share with your friends. But you know what, a lot of them aren't gonna be ready for it. They need to go back to, to some of the stuff we've taught in days and years gone by. If you're new to the Digital Cathedral, I would encourage you to go back and look at the stuff we did a year ago, two years ago, because we have been building progressively for a long time right now. We didn't just start out with this. This is where we built to, and it all started with grace, all started with the finished work of the cross, all started with us uh, recovering our authentic identity, which was divinity, never saw it before, never learned, it was all new. But this is the point we've come to to now. But the thing we have never relinquished is the Christness. We've never relinquished Jesus. We've never relinquished our relationship with the Father. I'm not, I'm not in tune with just a vibration or a frequency. And I understand about energy and I've been reading about that. But you know what? I have a relationship with my Father that I talk to every day. And I don't know how, you know, someday I may be face to face with something that was entirely different, but I know this, he walks with me, he talks with me, he reveals to me. And you know, if I'm wrong, let me stay in my delusion because it's working and it's growing and it's getting gooder and gooder and gooder every week. God bless you. We'll see you next time on the Digital Cathedral. Don't forget Sunday morning, 10 a.m., set your clocks. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so that you are alerted when we come on. Wednesday night, 7 a.m. Central, Secret Place over on the Don Keithley um, Facebook page, Don Keithley Ministries, not my personal page, Don Keithley Ministries Facebook page. Come over, join. It's a private group. We have a great time on Wednesday night. We'll see you then. See you back next week. Thank you for your monthly support. You're keeping us wired and going and carrying this message around the world. Thank you for all that you do to make the Digital Cathedral a house that inclusion is building. God bless you.